Which Bible is God's Word? Is the Bible inerrant? Aren't all Bibles correct? If one is too hard to read, then what version should I use? We're going to talk about all this next. We talk about the church, family, theology, and even entertainment. In fact, if it's Christian, we're talking about it. This is the Mike Charleston Show. What is up, everyone? This is the Mike Charleston Show. I am Mike Charleston, and we are joined today with Chuck Tate. Hello, everybody. And Larry Grimm. Hey, good to be back. And my beautiful wife that has a new book out. That's hey, right. Sarah. That's Sarah over there. So she's she's got, got she a new the book. Smart one. She is the smart one, and uh, we talked about that last week. We'll probably talk about that at some point. But this week, we are finally getting to a question that Big Fan Brand asked a couple months ago, and uh, we we mentioned we we had this program or show that we did with uh, we had two different versions, and I thought it was funny uh, that we used. What I forget which version we used on that show, uh, the Amplified. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was for right. yeah. husband's love yeah, and wives right. submit and all that. And it, it was the way that that verse p- p- painted it. I'm like, every man should want to read the Amplified. <laughs> <laughs> but the um, but he was wondering why we use the King James. And we tried to avoid this subject a little bit. We had other ones we wanted to do. But it's time, and we're going to tell you why we use the King James Version. So first we want to say we're, we're this is information, and we're not going to judge anyone else out there because as, as we just found out right before, all of us started out not King James. Right. That's right. Yeah. right. So this is information. Maybe some of you are tired of this subject and you're already turning off. Well, just listen for just for the information. And if you've never heard this before, this might be an eye opener and hopefully you can go do your own study because this is not going to be exhaustive. No, at all. No. no. <laughs> I hope not because I'm already exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. This this subject, I, I have books on this. We have audio book audios on this that are hours and hours. This is a very big subject. Yeah. So it can be very technical. And it can be very boring, yeah, to be yeah. fair. You're reading all these things and you can get lost in and like a friend of ours, the Thorntons, when he was going through this, he was being convinced, but he was just like, it's too much. It's just yeah. too much to handle. And like, I don't even know. So we're going to try to make it simple and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just try to do it as quickly as possible. We're not going to answer all the questions in an hour, but basically is why we use it. And so we're going to give our reasonings. Is that fair? Sounds, sounds like a, sounds sounds like like a plan. It. All right. Well, so let's just dive into it. And hopefully we can get to the NIV test. And I think we have a game in the middle, which we stole from someone else, but I think it'll still be fun. I think it's it's the difference between the King James and uh, Shakespeare, I think. I don't Something know. Something like that. Yeah, it'll be fun. So, And it's only for us guys. Oh. Mm. So I hope you guys know your Shakespeare. Mm. To be or not to be. Which, but here's a little known fact that most people think that the King James was written in the time period of Shakespeare. It, it kind of was, but Shakespeare came after right. the King James. King yeah. James actually wrote some, made up some of the words specifically for their language. Like these and thous were not part of the English language until the King James came. It right. was specifically written for the Bible. But anyway, that's just a well, side. And just for clarity, King James, the person didn't really have anything to do with exactly. the I know a lot of people of like to bring that yeah. up and like uh, no he really It was didn't. a whole committee. In fact, well that's just in getting too far into the Now subject, we're getting technical. Never, never mind. Yeah. I have to stop myself. Larry, <laughs> what are you doing? Okay, so that's let's get to the first point and that would be we believe that God not only inspired but has also preserved his word. Now, this is a big one. 
Very big. Yeah. Very, very big one. And, and so I think every ministry that I follow or I've been a part of will it, will will say this in some yeah. form or fashion. Maybe not exactly like we just did, that it, he actually pre- preserves it. But what they'll say is we believe that God inspired and preserved his word in the originals. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how they'll say this. So, Which has a – it's a big problem. Why? Uh Nobody has the original. <laughs> the originals don't exist. Yes, they don't exist. So here's, especially with today when we have blue letter Bible and we can just go online and get the Greek and Hebrew and the Strong's word. Here's a, here's a, here's something that most people don't know. There is no such thing as a Greek Bible out there. They they right. put together a Greek Bible, and and so we have a Greek Bible. But there, unless you're a Greek speaker, uh, and they right. have a Bible for you. But the, the Koine Greek that it was written in, it, they don't have like a full. Like Paul's Bible that he wrote, and with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and all them, they don't have a whole right. complete Bible. This is how they got it. Now we're getting a little technical here, but how they got it was taking uh, bits and parts of pieces yep. of things they've collected throughout all of history, and it's a whole bunch. Right, it's oh, a, yeah. a lot, and they can come up and say, "Hey, they all match." That, that's kind of fascinating. Well, the other thing too is even if you found an old manuscript, say in the desert, like the. Dead Sea Scrolls. Okay, right. How would you know that they were originals? You got to check with the others. Well, you don't. How, how, yeah, how you do you know the originals? Date. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you look yeah. at the date. They have a stamp on there. It was first uh, issue. Uh, yeah, original right. copy. <laughs> that's how you know it's the original. So that's the that's the other problem is we don't know what the originals are, what not that what's not the originals. So we have a problem. What are the originals? Right. So well, real quick, just I don't want to get into too many details, but the next a logical question would be: Well, how do we know? The Bible we have is the right Bible. It's because of the way when it was written and distributed, there were thousands of copies distributed throughout uh, Asia, Asia Minor, and some of Europe. Right. So they could compare. That's just a brief history. Yeah, a little textual criti- criticism, criticism there, yeah. but the that's what the Textus Receptus. We're not really going to get into the Textus Receptus right. and the Nestle Alon and, and all that, but the Textus Receptus. That's what it was. It was a collection of all these things that it, it pretty much matched, and they rejected the ones that were very few and right. didn't make any sense. And anyway, that's that's a that's a subject for another yeah. day, maybe. <laughs> Getting um, too much in the weeds there. So I believe that the so this is what you hear from some people is some believe that only in the original manuscripts were inerrant. Uh, but the problem is we don't have them like we just talked about, and I don't read Greek or Hebrew. Right. So even if we did, what's the point? We yeah. still got to re- we got to read it in English, right? Uh, English is what. I read. I don't read Hebrew. I took a class in Hebrew and Greek, and I still didn't understand anything. So um, I, I read English. That's what I do. All right, babe. So why don't you go ahead and give us some verses here? We got Second Timothy three sixteen, which is a good one. It says, "All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness." Yeah, all Scripture is given by inspiration. So this is these are verses I think most people are going to agree with. Right. You know, when they're going to say they believe this, but we're going to get down what that actually means here. Psalm twelve six through seven. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. You shall preserve them. So what does that look? I mean, you guys preserve things, don't you, Chuck? We do, yes. We yeah. preserve things. So. He just gave us some, uh, what was it, apple jelly? Not apple jelly. Uh, pear jelly. Pear, pear, pear butter. Pear butter. 
Yeah, it was not jelly, I guess. No. There, but. So you're into preserving some things. Well, my wife and children are. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Good point. I'm more into um, Eating consuming it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so when we're talking about preserving, it, it means that it's going to last, right? right? Now, obviously, we preserve the food to eat later, but God, when he preserves his word, it's going to last forever. First uh, Peter 1, 23 through 25 being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth and the flower thereof falleth away, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Okay, so this is in that verse, the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. And then the, uh, the word of the Lord endureth forever. And these things will endure forever. Now, the question, how do we know that the New Testament or the Old Testament, well, the Old Testament is, I don't think, has been under any question. I mean, the way that the Jews kept the the Old Testament, that was the Word of God. That is how they spoke through the prophets, and uh, it, it Jesus actually used it, and right. I, I think that is clear. The, the thing that's been under attack is the New Testament, and is Paul really legit? Is, is these... Uh, councils back in the day. We're not really going to get into all that right now. That's a whole other subject, and that's where you can read all those books and, and get into it. But we do have faith that these are the words of God, and well, they last forever. When Jesus read from the scroll of Isaiah, that wasn't the original copy of Isaiah because it would have been some like 800 years old. Right. right. So it was most likely a copy, at yep. least one copy, maybe th- several Oh, and the Jews were ne- right. uh, meticulous at Right, and so when he read it, he considered it to be Scripture. Right. Yep. It, it was as if it was the original. In fact, what happened to the original law that God gave Moses? It lost it. Moses destroyed it. Oh, that one. Yeah. 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 yeah, he destroyed it at their uh, the feet and had to go write a new one. But right. the, the, the law was actually lost for 100 years until right. King Josiah was king, and then they found it again. And mm-hmm. like, how do you lose that? How do you yeah, when you don't read obey. it there you don't you don't obey it but yes yeah, but the original law that God gave Moses Moses destroyed it and God had to write it again so it was a copy yep but it still had the same weight as the original absolutely so. as long as it's copied it's that's what we're focusing on is words matter right the the actual words of God matter and changing it just a little bit may not seem like a big deal, but in the long run, it could have ramifications you're not aware about. So that's why we want to make sure that we keep God's word. Well, uh, just a little word, like the word A can make a difference. Well, yeah. I mean, a God and the God right. are huge, 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 huge. And he's a small word. Okay. Matthew 24, 35. What do we got there? Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. They won't. These are promises of God, and it seems like the enemy is really wanting to take a step at trying to take confuse everybody. Not necessarily take it away. It's kind of like what he did in the garden. Did God say? He didn't say that God didn't say it, but he is kind. Kind of he did, but he's he's not trying to get rid of the Bible. The better thing is to confuse the matter right. and that we're all not on the same page and we're all fighting amongst ourselves and what really it says. And and so what a better way. You know, the, just as a side, we're, I guess we're going to get into it right now. Okay. So I, I guess I'll wait. Um, all right, Chuck, what do we have for number two? Number two is so uh, there's lots to choose from. So which one is the best? 
Yeah, so if God preserved it, which one, right? Right. right. Well, so this, these are our reasons for using the King James, and I'll just kind of step out there one of my reasons. And it goes on to this this point right here that he preserved it. I have to believe that God preserved it in some way. And yes, the originals for sure. I think yeah. a lot of people believe that. And but I do have to believe that English has been around for a long time. Christianity has been around in England for a long time. That eventually God is going to give His word in English to, for us to, to have translators translate it and it be for us. And that we can use this and say, this is the word of God that I'm holding in my hand. I have to believe that. And, and so, at the time I got saved, I was using the NIV. And then I went to Bible college and used the NASB because they said that was the best translation, only to find out later it was the best translation of a wrong manuscript. But, you know, it, it, was, still, it was still fine. But the King James, I said, you know what? The King James has been good for, for hundreds of years. That wasn't, and this is not a very technical answer, so for my King James only people out there, I'm sorry, but it, it was good for hundreds of years until 1885 when the English Revised Standard Version came out. That was the first major uh, English revision of the King James, uh, that's basically the British version. Uh, the ASV in 1901. So we went from 1611 to 1901 without any other versions, and it was just fine. That was right. what we declared the Word of God. And the ASV and the E, uh, I don't know what they call it, the ERV in England, the English Revised Version, but the ASV, these were supposed to be revisions of the King James to kind of update the language. That's what mm -hmm. they claim. Didn't do it. Didn't they do it at all. They were deceivers. Yes, they changed it. Yeah. And and this is where a lot of the changes started coming. So that's from, from 1901 uh, to 1611 to 1901. That was the first time we had a different translation. And then uh, the 1971, the... The, it revised to the NASB, and uh, 1973 came to NIV. New King James came in 82, and 2002 is ESV, and the NIV and ESV are the most popular besides the King James. So that's why we mentioned those. There are over 200 versions, right. English versions. Right, yeah. And we'll get into copyright in just a second. But think about that. I mean, that that is my story. Chuck was – I had no – Chuck is a good old Southern Baptist, you know, he's been born and bred in the Baptist church and all that. So I just assumed that he always grew up King James, but yeah, he surprised no, me. That's not, yeah, that's not necessarily the case in, in the Baptist church. My, probably most of your Baptist churches sure. don't necessarily promote one version over the other. Okay. But um, I grew up in the 70s. That's when I was a child. And I, I thinking back, you know, what I had, the Bible that I had was an NIV, mm -hmm. it was newer, but it wasn't until, um, I think Jeannie and I were married and there was a, another uh, older couple that kind of was mentors to us in our early marriage that um, pointed out some of the some of the issues, yep. uh, the differences between the, the, the different versions and helped me to understand, you know, the meticulous method like you talked about during the right. translation into the English, the original back in the King James. And so that's where I kind of got my basis from to... to become one that reads King James. Yeah, right, right. And same thing with Larry. I just kind of assumed uh, he grew up King James. I don't know why um, with his background. It, I, I don't know why, but I, it yeah, wasn't. funny. No, yeah. no, we uh, there was no standard. It was uh, NIV, uh, Phillips translation. Phillips, Phillips nice. Yeah. Wow. Phillips the, uh, Amplified, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So I didn't Wait know when I, I went to, to Bible, Bible college. It just... Uh, they taught one was just as good as the other. Yep. And I like the New American Standard. That's what I use. 
It wasn't until I started working with a friend of mine. We Well, we became good friends through work, and he started challenging me and asking me some pretty tough questions, and I couldn't answer. Right. And then I started researching, and I realized um, I was, in a sense, felt lied to. Yeah. So, but I learned a lot, and I realized that we do have God's Word. Right. And I can be confident in right, that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And Sarah... When I first met her, I mean, she's memorizing the book of Jude in which version? The Living. The Living. living. And I was like, even back then, we're like, man, come on. That is not even the Bible. What are you talking about? I loved the message. I liked all of them. Yeah. And and I'm like, that's not, you know, I was like, NASB is the Bible. And uh, which I'll talk about that in just a second here. But um, yeah, you used everything. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, you didn't care. I was taught to just, you know, you read different versions and you find which one says it the best way. Yeah, whatever so, right. your yeah. purposes. Yeah, you have to ask questions. That, was that even a version? Do they even admit that was a paraphrase? It was a paraphrase, right. that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was storytelling right there. I mean, there was a recipe for uh, Rice Krispies in there or something. But I never had heard, <laughs> I never had heard though, of King James only until after we were married. Like, right. I never knew that there were people that really fought for King James. I thought all of them were pretty equal. Well, yeah, and there was actually, we were part of a church, and there was a couple of people, people there that were King James only, and we weren't. We were yeah. NASB and... And I was like, "What's their deal?" You yeah, know, like pretty much. so weird. Yeah, like, come on, man, relax. You know, and they were making their points, and they ended up uh, leaving the church, and we went on somewhere else. And it's funny how th- these issues started coming up. And it was when I was studying Romans, and I'm listening to someone teach Romans, and they're using King James, and they're pointing out the differences, and I'm using my Bible, and I have an NASB. Oh, yeah. And it's saying something different. And that's what we're going to talk about here shortly, is that it's one thing to say it differently. It's another thing to be opposite. Right. Or, yeah. And, and I think I was like, well, this isn't even saying what... And I kind of felt like you did. Like, I've been lied to that, hey, these are decent translations, but I feel like this one was a little bit better. And yes, it may be a little bit archaic at times and uh, and all that, but... We're going to get into that right now. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is right up Sarah's alley because I always complain. Look, I read the King James, and I love the King James, but I have problems reading it sometimes. I have problems reading, period. <laughs> but it's it's the, the way it ta- word sentences, sometimes it's like talking to Yoda. And I feel like, why did they do it that way? And yeah, uh, Paul loves commas, right? Yeah. Was that? So yes. Paul loves commas. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah. So... Sarah's like on this mission because she's like, um, it's hard to read. Well, let's go back to that one, right? Where you hear people say King James is hard to read and slash understand, right? Yep. A lot of people say that. I actually said that for many years, and I had never read the King James through. And I think most people that say that, it's just because that's what you're taught. Everybody says it's hard to right. read. And you know, you might hear a verse or something be like, oh, yeah, it's so hard to understand. But I think most people that say that have never read it all the way through. Well, There's I've heard no some way. educated people say that. Like, it's just harder. And we saw somewhere, some article, and they said that King James Bible is a 10th grade. You have to have a 10th grade education to understand it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so what you're admitting to is being dumb. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we should dumb down. Right. The Bible to a tenth grade education is something that we should aspire to at some right. point, right? I mean, well, isn't that uh, if if we can't understand it, then that's a testimony against our education system? Yeah, pretty so. much. <laughs> so that that one kind of doesn't hold water, and no. some will say that they don't like the archaic words. So what about? Why don't you go ahead and give a list of some words, babe? 
Okay, so archaic words, meaning that they're words that we don't really use anymore today, right? So what about words like a right? A right? Now, that's not just someone in the ghetto saying, all right, it's a right. No, a right. A right. Um, deride, unto, beggarly, begot, wet. Like, like W-H-E-T, wet, right. wet a sword, a, like that. Assuaged. Assuaged. Odious, comely, milk, but with a C-H, and yeah. upbraided. And bemoan. Bemoan. So all of those words you will find in the King James Bible, and people will be like, oh, those words are so hard to understand. But actually, all of those words, if you look down here, maybe put on the screen or something, um, they're in New King James, NIV, ESV, RSV, yeah, you find all NASB. these in all these versions. So yeah. yeah, so people say, oh, I don't like King James because of the archaic words, but... There are um, archaic words in all of them. Yeah. Right. So, and in fact, there was work. a verse that the we were messing around one day, and I, I don't want to throw Cameron under the bus, but he, he was... <laughs> but. He was <laughs> yeah, but. He's using the New King James, but we were reading a version, and I forget what it said, and the King James is so much clearer. It was like a ruby or something like that. It was a stone. Mm-hmm. And the other versions used this... I forget what word it was, Laprolaisley or something like that. And um, I don't remember. Yeah, and he recognized it right away because of a video game he played. And I was oh, like, yeah. "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's in the video game." And I'm like, "Okay, well, maybe the millennials will know that." <laughs> or like when uh, King James says oak tree, and the New King James says terebinth tree, because we all know what a terebinth oh, is, yeah. right? Well, isn't that the bridge to terebinth or something like that? <laughs> I don't think that's it. Oh, no, no that's the right, same yeah. thing. Okay, terebithia or something like that. Terebithia. Terebithia. You're thinking of terebithia. Terabithia. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, anyway. we're going to get to point number three, but first we're going to take a break and why don't we relax a little bit and do our little game with Abigail. Thank you for listening. This is the Mike Charleston Show. All right. We are, are we back? We are back and uh, didn't quite hear it there. We are going to be doing a game show, and we haven't we haven't done that in a couple weeks. Uh, but first, we have a little email, and this goes back. I didn't know how popular of a subject this was going to be, Kezia. Uh, but Elizabeth writes and says, It says in Job 42 that God blessed the latter end of Job. I'm assuming that just means the latter end of his life and not his rear end. Yeah, yeah I just think it's right. right. Okay, just, okay, sorry. <laughs> Sometimes it's good to get clarification. <laughs> you do need to wow. know. Wow. Okay, and that he had three daughters. The first one was Jemima, and we all know what she became famous right. for. Yep. Syrup. Yeah. Pancakes. Yeah, and the second was Kezia, and the third one was the first Karen, and that was uh, <laughs> Kieran Hapach. That's a crazy name. Yeah. That's a crazy name. So. Think about having to learn to spell that when you were three wow. years old. <laughs> that, uh, I'm sure it wasn't that in Hebrew. I hope it was easier in Hebrew because <laughs> Karen Hapach. It's K-E-R-E-N-H-A-P-P-U-C-H. Wow. Yankers. Yeah. Thank you, Elizabeth, uh, for that email. If you want to email the show, it is talk at fellowshipofbelievers.org. Please ask your questions, uh, suggest shows, whatever you want to do. Uh, that is our email. In fact, you can go to the website at uh, www.no one does that anymore, but uh, fellowshipofbelievers.org. And there are a couple other podcasts. We haven't promoted these, but there are a few other podcasts that are on our network, our FOB network. And um, check them out. Help support them. Uh, they're pretty good. So for now, we are getting ready for what time is it, Joshua? Joshua. 
This is the part of the show where Abigail comes in and um, we have a game. Now, this one, we will we hear a lot of this on our side. And Chuck and Larry will hear that. Wow. Now, maybe not this time. So this game, we totally stole this from the Wally show or something like that, I think. But I thought it was appropriate for today's topic because today we are talking about King James issues. And so we thought it's it would be fun to, is this a King James verse of the Bible or is this Shakespeare? And uh, so just before we get started, Abigail, did you guys read Shakespeare in high school? I'm from Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> yes. I guess that's a no. It's a no for me, too. Oh, you didn't? Wow. What school did you guys go to? I, I went to a small private school. Oh, wow. Did I you went read to a Shakespeare? small yeah, private school? Yeah, we had to. I, I think I read almost, I didn't read King Lear, but pretty much all the all the Shakespeare's, we, we had to read all the plays. And wow. uh, so maybe I have a look. What about you, babe? Not a chance. There is no way. Yeah, not your I also went to a small private school and we had to read portions of several of the Shakespeare plays. Like, uh, what about Chaucer, though? Don't even start with the quote. One April, the showers of Sonte with Bobbit of Rivania and Swick Liqueur. That's original English, folks. Okay. Um, why don't we go ahead and play this game? What are we, let's tell the rules. All right. So this is KJV or Shakespeare. Yep. So it should be pretty simple. Uh, okay. Um, 50, 50. Got, yeah, it is. Yep. <laughs> so we're going to divide you up into two teams. So mom and dad will be on a team and Mr. Larry, Mr. Chuck, you'll be on another team. And we'll go <laughs> turn by turn. And I will just say that either the quote or a portion of a scripture. And you will have 10 seconds to come up with whether or not you think that's Shakespeare or Bible. You did take our sounds away, some of them. So you're going to charge of the sounds now. Oh. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> okay, okay, so we're ready. So Sarah and I are on a team. So who goes first? Woo, woo. You guys will go first. Oh, uh, of course, we get to go first. Okay. Yeah, everybody's rooting for Sarah and Mike, right? All right, so you guys ready? I am I was born ready. So I'm going to say it, and then as soon as I finish, I'll start the 10-second timer. Sounds good. And you have to answer before the timer's over. Or you okay. get nothing. What? Oh. Okay. So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Or ma'am. Okay, so go ahead. We All can right. we can talk quickly. When does this timer start? After you're done? After she reads it. Please. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Enough of the rules. All right. First one. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is Song of Solomon, isn't it? Let's go with that. We're going to say KJV. That is wrong. Oh, my God. It's Shakespeare. Oh, yes. <laughs> Which one? Is that Hamlet? I don't remember. I didn't oh, write didn't those re- down. Okay. Yikes. Shakespeare. I wanted to say that was like Romeo. I don't know, but I was like, that's got to be Song of Solomon. Mm-hmm. All right. Next one. Okay. This is for us or for Larry? It's for them. Okay. It's yeah. our turn now. Ready? I'm ready. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> for a living dog is better than a dead lion. I know this one. Yes, Yes, they are right. right. That's an Ecclesiastes. You would have known that one. It's better to be a live dog than a dead lion. You knew I knew that one. That's why she didn't give it to you. They're just random order. Whatever. They are. Whatever. Whatever. (laughs) But you got to go first. Yeah, I knew that one. (laughs) All right. Back over there. I preached a whole message on that once. Are you guys ready? Sure. Mm -hmm. 
or is there any taste in the white of an egg? What? I'm going with Shakespeare on that. No, I'm thinking. Okay. okay you think it's the Bible? Okay. She says Shakespeare. Oh, I'm going to be wrong. That is wrong. That's a joke. Come on. We are failing here. That was you. Sorry. All right. Ain't she the smart one? <laughs> well, ain't she the smart one? Okay. Oh. It's Chuck and Larry. All right. And it must follow as the night the day. Thou canst not then be false to any man. Shakespeare. Shakespeare. That is correct. Oh, oh are you? No one of consequence. <laughs> All right. Okay, we're Guess in trouble. Gotta get this one. <laughs> yeah, we are falling behind. The king's name is a tower of strength. Well, that's 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 God. It's, it's a, the righteous run into it, and that's got to be King James. Okay. King James. Come that's on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> wow. I think maybe we're sitting in the wrong chair. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. It's 50-50. Yeah. I bet you there's a Bible verse that... Have you looked these up to see if that was... That was very big. That was well, very big. It was big. a direct quote from Shakespeare. Yeah. Well, you got to give the play and all that. I don't remember. I wrote them down, but didn't put it on this paper. Well, that's <laughs> pointless. Okay. So next, we all are right. 0 for 3. Struck them out. Are you guys ready? Yeah. We're ready. Thou art all fair, my love. There is no spot in thee. Is this a kissing book? <laughs> mm. Can we? Can you read it one more time? Oh, Thou art all fair, fair, my love. There is no spot in thee. Song, song. Yeah, King, King James. That is correct. Oh. 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 Am I right or am I right? <laughs> that this is. You guys are getting so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are you guys ready? Like Leviticus. <laughs> What is that? Okay, let's go. Wisely and slow, they stumble that run fast. I'm going to say Shakespeare. That's what I was thinking. It sounds like that. Is it that is Shakespeare. Yeah. Oh, All right. About time. I don't have the cheer button. She has the cheer button. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the short cheer. All right. Okay, now we're coming back. Don't All call right. to come back. We did it last year. Listen to our cheer. Let's go. All right, you guys ready? Okay. Ready. Stay with me, flagons. Comfort me with apples, for I am sick of love. More flagons? That's a tough one. Song of Solomon? I don't think so. I heard I got King James. <laughs> oh, do we get to which steal one did you say? Which one did he you said go? King James. That is correct. No! <laughs> I think the timer. We need instant replay on that. I got it before uh, the timer. <laughs> All right. Just in the nick of time. Just in the nick of time. And for your last one. Last one? You said there was 10 questions. We each get five. Between five. Oh, well, then the game's over. They win. Hey, she can ask the last one. Okay. All right. I mean, no pressure. How now. sharper than a serpent's tooth it is to have a thankless child? That, that sounds like Proverbs or something, but I've never not heard it. Proverbs. Are you going to say. I'm going to say Shakespeare. Shakespeare again. That is Shakespeare. Yes. Yeah. All right. And for your guys' last one. All righty. Dead flies cause the ointment of the apothecary to send forth a stinking savor. I know this one too. That's, uh, oh, I'm, I think King James. I do too. Yeah. You want to say it? Go ahead. King James. That is correct. Yes. Wow. Oh, wow. Yep, yep, yep. Did, we get, did we go five for five? We did, man. We did. Wow. 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 We said you're saying there was no way? No. Yeah. 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 There was no Who read way. Shakespeare? <laughs> it was inconceivable. I, I, I don't even know how they got this. They don't. They, 
That's great. We We're lost. just going to enjoy the moment. Yeah, here. I mean, you guys won. That's great. Uh, this has not happened very much on the show where Chuck and Larry win. No. And really don't know how to respond to that, do you? No, no. We do. I just I knew some of those, and um, but it wasn't on our side. Oh. But yeah. it's okay. That's good. I thought it'd be fun, and it was fun. I, I didn't recognize some of those sounded. I think the one with the tower with God, uh, the the king. I forget what that one is. The yeah. king. The king's name is a tower of strength. Yes. You think Shakespeare copied it? I think so. I think he's quoting the Bible. Plagiarism? Because, uh, yeah, that's a new word I made up, plagiarism. Um, so anyway, all right, I think that's it. We did the email. We did the game. Uh, we told you to go to the website and check out other podcasts. So I guess we'll be back and finish off our the reasons why we use the King James Bible. Thank you for listening to the Mike Charleston Show. And we are back, and uh, we are going to be finishing off the, the rest of the why we use the King James Version of the Bible, or what we would call the King James Bible. Um, and we're not trying to make fun of the other people that use other versions. In fact, I wanted to talk about that, and I might as well do that right now. Um, it's funny how people who use the King James, like, oh, there's King James only people. I personally, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, I would be all right if someone picked up their NIV and said, this is the Word of God. Mm -hmm. I'm holding the Word of God in my hand. Or this is the NASB, and this is the the, the words of God. I would be fine with that if they actually believed that. And I'd be like, oh, so there's no errors in that Bible. That's where they choke. They're like, well, Well. I can't be that confident on it. And so if someone is saying, hey, this is the NIV and this is the actual words of God and I can take comfort and know that this is God's word and there's no errors in this Bible, then so be it. But it seems like people only pick on the King James people because they have such a strong stance on that issue that, yes, this is the King James Bible. Because if you say there are no errors, you open yourself up, right? Right. Yeah. I'll just let the Bible speak for itself. And um, if I'm, if I don't understand something, then maybe it's me and not the the Word of God. So anyway, well, what do you guys it, think about that? Yeah, it, why I can never understand why Christians wouldn't want to have a Bible that right. is perfect without error. Right. But they always seem to accept that it's okay to have a Bible that has errors in it, which seems really odd to me because. Everything you believe is based upon that book. Right. And if right. that book is wrong, then what you believe is wrong. Right. How do you know where How the errors are? Right. Yeah, you're just... Because if I'm like, if there's errors in this, then show me where they right. are and let's change them. I mean, let's let's fix the well, errors, right? And but, you mentioned the King James. The King James Version had, at this point in time has had over 400 years to be tested. examined right. and tested. Yeah. and. Mm-hmm. So far. Right. Nope. I mean, there's people who will pick on it and right. they'll, they'll point out different things and here and that, uh, here and there and everywhere, but uh, no, it, it still stands. Right. And you may not like some of the wordage or why you may have a question about like Easter. And that's just because you're ignorant and you need to get educated on it. Right. I'm, not, I'm not saying that as a, as a, uh, as a slam on you, but uh, you just assume things because you hear a word. But if you actually do the research and why they say Easter, you might be like, oh, I didn't know that. You're that just assuming some, because <laughs> yeah. someone made a, a dumb argument, a very simple argument. But it's kind of like creation evolution. The evolutionists, they think they know what the creation believes, and so they just dismiss them. And then when they argue, they throw out one silly argument, and we can 
answer it right. just like that yeah. because we're prepared and we know what we're talking about. But uh, but anyway, um, I forget what I was going to ask, so we might as well just go on to, to <laughs> point number three uh, because it was you know if you if you have confidence in what you're reading, that's that's very important. We, right. We're trying not to. I don't break fellowship over people who use a different version. That's I think that's a, another important point that if because I. Didn't always use a King James right, right, version, exactly. So, and I actually got saved reading an NIV version. So, it, so it, yeah, okay, right. Well, and I think it's important to for people that read their Bible to continue reading their Bible because there are plenty that's of people right. that will fight for King James as the perfect Word of God and they don't read it. No, that's true. <laughs> so it's better if you're reading the Bible to keep reading it. Right, it's it, is it better to read a a bad version than not read the good one at all? Right. So it's like, yeah, because let's see, at the end of the day, we, yes, I said it. When we tell people about the Bible, we're not just doing a string of quotes. We probably paraphrase the Bible yes, at times. Yeah. And, and sometimes we say it in a bad way and, and people can still get saved. And, you know, when I witness to people, I'm not just doing a string of quotes. Right. I'm putting it in my language, and right. I'm telling them what the Bible says. And what, but the point is for serious Bible study. When you're doing a, you're sitting down reading. You, that's where you it comes important, becomes very important. Um, anyway, the let's go ahead and get to point number three. So point number three is that things that are different cannot be the same. What do you mean there? Yeah, things that are different can be the same. Yeah, right? that seems pretty straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. No. So. Uh, each version has to be different. Now, what do I say, what do I mean by that? So, I think there's one other version besides the King James. I don't know off the top of my my head, but um, King James is the only one that's not copyrighted. There might be another one. I, f- I forget. But all the other ones are copyrighted. Right. Yeah. Now, in order, you have a, a thing here, right, about the copyright. Why don't yep. you read that? This is a quote from copyright.gov. It says, That's exciting website right there. <laughs> hey, hey. You <laughs> may make a new claim in your work if the changes are substantial and creative, something more than just editorial changes or minor changes. So they need to be more than minor changes in order to get copyrighted. Right. And there has to be a certain number. Uh, yeah, the there, there does have to be a number. So think about how many English versions we have. We have over 200, and they have to be substantial changes. Yeah. Now, you would say, oh, they're just changing, uh, they're using antonyms, or not antonyms, synonyms. <laughs> In some, some cases, they <laughs> so, use yeah. antonyms. That's the problem. But the, they're just using synonyms. They're using uh, synonyms. Sim- <laughs> anyway, I can't. You keep using you keep them. using the word. I don't think I miss what you I think can't say it. That's the problem. <laughs> so, synonyms. Um, synonyms. Uh, all of a sudden, having desire for cinnamon buns, but uh, <laughs> synonyms. So the, the you might say, well, they're just using synonyms, and it's a big book, so you can. Um, it's not going to be a problem. Well, after two hundred revisions, you've you got to be taking out something important, right? right. Yeah. And in fact, we were just reading the the, and I don't maybe I shouldn't say there was like sixty some thousand words that the NIV took out, right? Just took out. Yeah. It's it's not there. Uh, uh, they probably weren't needed anyway. Yeah, it wasn't needed. You know, once again, you can do your own research on these things, and maybe we'll put some of these links to some books that we we have that you can. Uh, check out, not literally check out, but you know, check on your own. You know, we don't have a library here. We do have. N- never mind. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so anyway, well, so th- that's one of the things that you know I thought about. I have an actual because you can't, you can't really know. With, but the intent, what's the intent of the people who are making the new version? Right. Mm. What's their purpose? Right. You know, are they actually trying to make it more readable? Are they trying to? Um, 
make it more clear some way? Or are they trying to get a copyright so they can make money? Money! Or money are they trying to now. deceive people? Or are they trying to well, deceive Well, yeah, and I, I, w- I like to give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, I would honestly think that... Um, most of them, some of them, especially the more popular ones, well, not popular, like NASB and all, they, they really tried to come up with a good translation. I'll give some of them the benefit of the doubt. But most of them, money! I think it comes down to money. Uh, and because the copyrights and they, they can hold control over it and you have to have these changes and it just seems like, well, you know what? We haven't had a new version in a while. Why don't we come up with a new one? English hasn't changed that much. You know, I, I know it's changing, um, and I'm all right with updating. King James has updated um, its wordage, you know, some of its spelling and things like that. Well, and there's some words they can't update because in our modern English, like the ye and the the, the thou, and um, anyway, in English, you don't have a word for a singular possessive. Like we say you are in the South here, you say y'all. y'all. Oh, is this a grammar podcast? Well, now? no, uh, but, but in, in like up in New England, they might say use guys. Yeah. Right. But, yeah, but in the King James, they use ye. Right. They, there's a plural for you, and we don't have that in modern English, so you can't change that because in some cases, it makes a difference whether it they're talking to an individual or talking to a crowd. Yeah, and this is, and I didn't want to get into that aspect. Sorry, so I, no, that's fine because I keep bringing that up. <laughs> thee and thou and ye and all that. People like to think, well, that was just old English. Not no. so. It was specific for the translation of the Bible, and they they it was just for that reason right. where they wanted to be more specific and to be more accurate to the text. Right. Right, and so, uh, and so they created new words. Uh, and that's not unusual. Propitiation was an actually created word because they didn't have a right. word for that. And uh, so these are important things to to know and to learn. And you know, it, I heard a person one time talk about, well, we just need to dumb it down. They didn't say it like that, but you know, <laughs> just for the average person. And I said, but you know, I, and I'm not trying to make this an exclusive club, but when you, you know, we were watching a hockey game last night, and and, and Larry doesn't know anything about hockey, and um, I was trying to teach him some of the lingo. There is lingo to every special yeah. group out there. There's terminology. There's different things that you learn, and you want to be a part of this. They don't change just so to make you comfortable. You learn their lingo. And as a Christian, we – I don't want to say this is an exclusive club and it's only for smart people, but you tend to learn the the lingo and the words and the and how it's used. And so if, it's, if, if it doesn't mean anything to you, then you're not going to take time to learn it. Right. So yeah. if it means something to you, you're going to take time to learn what propitiation means. And you're like, well, I don't know what propitiation means. Why don't we find a better word? Well, how about you just learn what propitiation means? Right. You know, and get a dictionary out. Do you know what a dictionary is? Maybe yeah. you should try one. But yeah, you might educate yourself. You might educate yourself. So anyway, so this next segment, we're going to, what are we going to do here, babe? I don't know how we're going to do this. Um, we, we we were looking at differences, and like we said, the, the NIV take out, took out like what sixty some thousand yeah. I said, or forty some thousand no, words. Sixty four thousand. We're not going to try to take out all the show you all the ones that they took out. What I was more concerned with was where it's the total opposite, and that's what really changed it for me. Was it, for me, I wasn't making a big deal. I'm like, you know what? So it says about the same thing. So what? But when it says the opposite, to me, that's a big deal. Yeah, that's a game changer. And so, I don't know. Chuck, why don't you... You got Isaiah 9, 3 in the King James. I'll read it in the King, New King James. Okay. 
Thou hast multiplied the nation and not increased the joy. Not increased the joy. Okay. New King James says, you have multiplied the nation and increased the joy. <laughs> okay. Uh, that well, sounds different. like the opposite. ESV says the same thing. You have increased the joy. So not increased the joy and increased the joy. That seems to be a problem. Yep. Which sounds one? like it. Sounds Contradiction. Like, yeah, it's an opposite. It's two things that are different. Right. Can't be the same. All right, Chuck, you know, Larry, why don't you get this one, and babe, you can get the new King James. Get the King James. Acts okay. 3.26. Unto you, first God, having raised up his son, Jesus, sent him to bless you. Okay, and the new King James. On. It says, to you, first God, having raised up his servant, Jesus, sent him to bless you. Okay, so servant and son. Some people might say, well, that's not that big of a difference. There's a big difference. Yeah. There's a huge difference. I'm a servant. I'm not the son of right. God, right. you know. Yeah. I'm a servant. Uh, so the servant Jesus, and I just said when God raised up his servant, he sent him. So he didn't even say his name, you know. He just said his servant. <laughs> well, who's servant? And that could be a servant. It could have been me. Um, okay, so let's go back to Chuck here. First Thessalonians 5.12. I'll get to 5.22. Uh, 5.22, I'm sorry. King James says, abstain from all appearance of evil. Abstain from all appearance of evil. Ooh, the, the NASB, the New King James says, abstain, abstain from every form of evil. And NIV says, reject every kind of evil. So you might, some people might say, well, there's not that much of a difference right there, right? Right? What would you say? To me, there's a difference between appearance of evil and all kinds of evil. Right. Because like, the form of evil, well, of course we should stay away from the form of evil. I'm like, well, that's witchcraft. Yeah, but if it appears to be like witchcraft, like Halloween, maybe we should stay away from it. Oh, you went there. Huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you stepped on toes. Oh. It's an appearance of evil. So right. There's just, a big difference. I, I think so. I don't yeah. know how opposite that is, but it's, it's, it's a big difference. Right. right. Okay, back to, let's do Larry and Sarah here. Romans 8.1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Okay, so I lied. I said I wouldn't do ones that I took out. Here's one that takes it out. Okay, here you go. All right. ESV. ESV says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's it. That's the list. They say take out who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. That's a big one to take out. That's a big, a big one to take Huge out. Huge one. All right, we got that a few. That changes the meaning completely. Completely. That's, yeah. Okay, so Romans one eighteen. Oh, there goes my sounds. Sorry. Uh, so Romans one eighteen. Uh, this was one that changed it for me. Honestly, this one is what really, really did it for me. So you get the King James one there, and I'll do the other ones. King James is for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. So they hold the truth. They actually have the truth. Hold they on. hold the truth. New King James, uh, NASB, NIV, ESV, they all say suppress the truth. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven. You like, well, suppress the truth, hold the truth. That's a big difference. Mm-hmm. So God is talking in Romans here, and this is when I was going through Romans, and it just it clicked. You know, I was like, okay, it's not that big of a deal, big, not that big of a deal here, there, there. I went back and listened to it again, and I'm like, this is Romans 1. This is the linchpin of all of Romans. Who is he talking to? He's talking to people who understand. And this is a big difference for um, when you're talking about like sinful nature and things like that, that who is he talking to? He's talking about people who can understand, right. who hold the truth. He's not it. talking about people who suppress the truth or don't understand the truth or don't whatever. They're, they're keeping being kept from the truth. This is people who actually know the truth. And, that, and he gets into it later on, talking about the conscience that they have within. Does a two-year-old do that? Nope. I don't think so. No, no. And and so that's a that's a, a big difference where 
hold the truth. And I look in the Greek, and there is no reason to say suppress. It is hold, as if you hold something in your hand. And the other ones are suppressed, like, well, you know, suppressing fire is to hold back. And they'll say, well, it's right. hold back, hold back. Well, hold back and hold is uh, two different things. Yeah. Okay, let's go to the next one. Psalm 10, 4 through 5. Go ahead and get to King James, uh, Larry. The wicked, though the pride of his countenance, will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. His ways are always grievous. Okay, and babe, you have the New King James, ESV, whatever ones you want. It says, the wicked in his proud countenance does not seek God. God is in none of his thoughts. His ways are always prospering. And the ESV says his ways prosper all the time. So his ways are always grievous. And the other one said his ways are always prosperous. I don't know about you, Chuck and Larry, but <laughs> grievous and prospering now are different. I understand why people like to read the NIV and then right. yeah. Yeah. write down. Yeah. Yeah. It's, sort of, it's sort of like that joke if you say green bean real slow, it sounds like gullible. gullible. <laughs> so, but you got to say it real slow. So here's the point. We want to get to number four. And this is, and, and maybe we're going a little long. I don't, I'm not sure. Um, and number four, what, what's point, Chuck, what's number four? It's so important to have a solid foundation. Now, everyone's going to say this. This is where I wanted to talk about Ken Ham. I went to a conference in Ken Ham, and I like Ken Ham. I, I like a lot of their stuff to talk about. I'm not trying to disparage him. But this was the point, and this is funny because we're, the verse that we're going to read here is what he preached on and made a big deal about. And he, he had a little picture, and if you know Ken Ham's ministry, it's that picture of the foundations, and it's the oh, Bible. Yeah. yeah, The foundation is the Bible, and we're all fighting, and he's got these balloons of like homosexuality and gay marriage and all these other issues in our culture, and we're shooting at the balloons, but we're not winning because we don't, we're not dealing with the foundation. And I agree. Right. I, yeah, I totally it's, agree it's, with that. <laughs> but here's the problem. He, he uses the ESV version. And, and the verse that he was preaching out was Genesis 3.16. And it's so ironic. So I'll read the King James. Babe, why don't you read the ESV? So it says, Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Okay, okay, sounds whatever. And that's what he preached on. He read it, and I was like, the kids were like, that's not what the King James says. Well, he, he read it in ESV. And and I was like, eh, it's not a big deal. Just whatever, it's fine. But then he, that was his whole message, was that point. So I'm like, well, now we're going to have to deal with it. Why don't you read it in ESV? It says, to the woman, he said, I will surely multiply your pain in childbearing. In pain, you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be contrary to your husband, but he shall rule over you. <laughs> okay, so we have a problem. So one version says, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, thy desire. Now, it's very open-ended, and I was talking to someone before, and they are like, well, it could mean the other one, or it can mean something else. Yeah. The, the, the Bible is sometimes written where it leaves its, its, its uh, it, where it can be two different things. You can take it in maybe different ways depending on how, the context, but it's that way for a purpose. The ESV just cut out the other one and said, no, this is what it means. And it says, your desire shall be contrary to your husband. Contrary and thy desire shall be uh, to thy husband are opposites. Yeah, they are. They're two different. And yeah. so because of this issue, Jeremiah came home. We talked about it on the way home. And I said, well, just email him. You know, Ken Ham's not going to respond, but maybe some of their handlers will. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he emails Ken Ham and says, well, hey, look, you said the Bible is the foundation, but which Bible? 
because the Bible version you used and the actual verse that you used says the opposite in my version. I'm using the King James, and you're using the ESV, and they say the opposite. So when you say the foundation, which one? That's a very legitimate question, I thought. And and so what they emailed back was just a generic form where they said, this is our stance. We we don't uh, get involved in Bible translation issues, and we believe that the original uh, Greek and Hebrew were inspired by God, and and they just kind of left it at that. And I I was very disappointed with them, and I'm like, well, that didn't answer the question because here you are, two verses are opposite. They can't be the same, yet this is the very thing you were talking about. This is the foundational issue, and now we have two different versions that say the opposite. Right. How can I have confidence that we have the Word of God? You can't. Right. It's gone. So it becomes a becomes an issue, right? Yeah. What else did you want to say about that, babe? Did you have anything else? No, I just think it's important, especially with kids. I mean, at least for me with our kids, I feel like I want them to be able to know that what we read and what we study and spend so much time in, they can trust. And right. I feel like, you know, just when we were there and he was talking about that foundation, I totally agreed. I'm like, we do need that as a foundation. But I think most young people out there, they don't know what the Word of God is. They'll say the originals, and they'll say this, you know, all the Bibles basically have the important truths, but how do you know? Because right. there's stuff missing, there's problems, there's whatever, and so I feel like it's very important to be able to know that what you have is the Word of God, and it's Right, pure. and if you don't have truth, then you're open to error. Yes, absolutely. Right, yeah. so that's, that's kind of the point, is that I have to, just for me, and maybe for you guys too, I can't speak for you guys, but just for me, I have to believe that God preserved his word and he gave it to us in English and English language has been around for a very long time. It's very reasonable for us to believe that we could get a, an English version that's that's God's word. I don't have to be a scholar. Oh, that was the thing I wanted to say earlier is that I, by putting it this way, we, we put our trust in scholars. Right. And we put our trust yeah. in myself, basically, that, well, I'll have to go look it up in Greek and Hebrew, as if I know Greek and right. Hebrew. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know Greek and, and Hebrew. And which Greek are you going to look up? Right. And that's right. a whole other issue. Yeah. I used but to hope- have a, a pastor, as a quote from him, I just got to throw it in. He, he used to say he knew a little Greek. Uh, he owned a restaurant in Jackson. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. And it was a good restaurant, though. That's the question. <laughs> so, no, but that is, you know... It's dangerous to know a little bit of a language, and we can just spout off like we know what we're talking about because we can go to Strong's and we can go look up on Blue Letter Bible, which in fact, if you go look under Blue Letter Bible, we had a little problem one time in our church service where someone was speaking, reading out of a different version. I forget what it was. It was in Revelation, and it didn't say the angel uh, was hovering around. It was an eagle. And I looked up in mine, and I'm like, the Greek says angelos. Now, I'm not a Greek scholar, but... That's pretty mm. simple. Yeah, pretty straightforward, yeah. right? It sounds, it sounds like, and it is what you think it is. It's angel. Well, so, but I was like, but maybe let me just, for instance, go look it up in ESV or something. I looked up in ESV, and sure enough, it was a totally different Greek word. It wasn't yeah. angelos. It was the Greek word for eagle. So I was like, well, who's been messing around here? Something's different here. So even if you go check the the Greek, we have a problem. So that's the problem. We don't have a Greek Bible. You, you yeah. think you know what you're talking right. about just because you can go look up a Greek word. It doesn't work that way. It's not so no. simple. No. Uh, translation is a little bit more complicated. Well, the most popular Greek is the Nesalon. Yes, And I is. think they have up to, what, 27 different editions? And that's just one. There's other Greek Bibles. So... Yep. It just depends on who's writing the Greek. Yeah, and are you using the Nesolon? Using uh, Texas Reception? Which one are you using? Right, this is uh, it's. it's yeah. it, it, you can get lost in it, yeah. and we can put some links at different books um, uh, that these are you know pretty 
Pretty long and boring books. Is this a kissing think, book? No, it's no, not it's a not kissing, kissing book. book. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, I think the thing, like you said early on, is that we need to realize that we're believing something. Yes. And we got to believe what what's the truth. We're standing on a foundation. Yes. Okay. We, we're believing something, so we got to believe that it's perfect. Right. And that God has preserved it. It's inspired by Him. So you need to determine what that is. Yeah. Right. And, and you're going to stand on. Well, let's let's end the show. Well, I had a couple questions. Okay, he's going. Oh, we don't, you're going to end the show with questions. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Just a couple things. Okay. And why is this important? I mean, we talked about this. Why oh, is yeah. it? Why is it important? We mentioned because we have to have a solid foundation. And does it matter? Absolutely, because what Christian doctrine is that we what 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 doctrine do we have that does not come from the Bible? Well, and like when I was in Bible college, I, I remember doing this, and maybe some people out there have done this, that we kind of, what we call eisegete, it's not really a technical term, but instead of exegete, let the Bible speak to us, we want to put our own right. thoughts in, and when we didn't find it the way I liked it, I'd go look in a different version. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And be like, oh, look at what the living says. Well, I found it. <laughs> yes. And as a Christian, what is our final authority? Right. The Bible. It has to be the Bible, yes, because right. if you say, if somebody says... I asked somebody this recently, and they said, well, Jesus. Right, but how do we know about Jesus? How do you know about Jesus? Anything you give other than the Bible, you say, well, how do you know? It all comes from the Bible. So if the Bible you have is not perfect, you don't have anything. Right. I have to to trust that. And what is at stake here? Our eternal security, our our eternal souls. Our beliefs. Our beliefs. So if it's It's huge. and, And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If the Bible's not true... Or if it has errors, how do we know that that is true? Right. It's a, it's a, it's a big deal. It is a big it, deal. So you do have to ask yourself out there, if you're listening or watching, um, why is this important? Is this a, is, does it matter? It, it should, but these are questions that you have to well, answer. The other thing, like you mentioned Ken Ham, if I was an atheist debating him, I would point that out. Sure. He would have no answer because he, what's he going to say? Right. I mean, that would, that's the that you would go right to that foundation right. and say, well, you, you even use a, a Bible you don't even believe is accurate. And, and and so do you believe that the Bible you're using, the ESV, is is that the Word of God? Is that without error? Is that, well, no, you know, in the originals, well, how do you know where the original? I would just right. keep attacking that and be like, your your whole faith is based on what? You Nothing. Know? Right. Yeah. So you have to have something to... Base it on. So anyway, as yeah. as a, as we get out of here, I want to do something a little bit fun, and I don't know how this is going to work, and it may be a total disaster. We may have to edit it out, so you may not even hear this. Um, we would like to do what we call the NIV test. Oh, boy. okay. So a test. Yes, the NIV test. I did this to my sister a few years back, and it was pretty hilarious. So is this like one of those Mad Libs? No, kind of. Okay. So Chuck, here's uh, NIV. Uh, I, I got. You can take the ESV. I don't know if they're they're going to be about the same. So, when I read these verses, now put on your thinking caps without looking them up, but you probably want to sit down with your with a Bible. And if you are using the ESV or NIV, sit down with these and you'll be amazed, okay? Because some of these doctrines and things come from somewhere and the things that you naturally think of. So, when I say fill in the blank without even looking them up yet, it's like the first one is Matthew 5, 44, and it says, love your enemies, blank them that curse you, blank 
to them that hate you and pray for them that blank and persecute you. So already in your head, you're probably already coming up with an answer. Well, the answer is bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. What does the NIV say there, Chuck? NIV says, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those that persecute you. Wow, it seems like a lot's missing there. A little bit. Yeah, I don't think that you can bless them that curse you, do good, and ESV says about the same, same thing. Same yep. thing, okay. yeah. So thing. number two, we have Matthew 17, 21. What two things are required to cast out this type of demon? That was their question. And everyone knows it's prayer and fasting, right? Yep. Fasting and prayer or something like that. That's what Jesus said. What does the NIV say? It doesn't have that verse. What are you it? talking about? It doesn't have that verse? Mm-hmm. Which is a funny thing. If you actually look in your NIV, they don't take out the verses. Like, it goes from 17 to 19. It just skips 18. and right. Or in this case, it, it goes from 20 to 22. It just right. skips 21, and it'll actually look like that. And they're not ashamed. Uh, so it's not there. It's interesting. In Blue Level Bible, they actually put the number. Oh, and it's really? just blank then? Yeah, it's just blank. Because they probably oh, have to funny. have a number or something. That's Oh, <laughs> my goodness. I, that's funny. But they probably put a footnote or something. It's got, yeah, it's got a little something there. Right. Okay. But my my old e- NIV is no footnotes or nothing, and it's just, just you just there. carry on. Okay. So likewise here, according to Matthew 18, 11, why did Jesus come to earth? To save the lost, right? That's what it says in the King James. What does the NIV say? It's not there either. What are you talking about? Nope. It's just blank. Yep. It's not Same there. ESV, not there. Not there. Okay, well, see, we're having a problem here. Yeah. According that's... to Matthew 27, 2, what does, what's Pilate's first name? And you might say, well, this is no big deal, but we all know it's Pontius Pilate. What about the NIV? So they bound him, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate the governor. Pilate the governor, no Pontius Pilate. That's a, you know, is yeah. that a really big deal? Why not? What's the point of taking it out? That's the thing. Like, what is the purpose? Why, why even bother? Significant change. Uh, well, significant change. well, that in uh, historical, there could be another pilot. That's true. Well, that's so, true. Yeah. Could be, that's a good point. That is a good you know, point. If you signify first and last name, you kind of narrow it down. Look, God put it there for a reason. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. leave it. Yeah. Um, in Matthew twenty seven thirty five, when the wicked soldiers parted his garments, and they were fulfilling the words of the prophet. Now, here's where it says, copy what the prophet said in Matthew twenty seven thirty five. What did the, what does it say there in Matthew twenty seven thirty five in the NIV? When they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots. Just, that's all it says. They don't say what the prophet said. Mm-hmm. Same thing with ESV. Yeah, the only thing they changed in the ESV is garments. Garments. Of okay. So it doesn't fulfill. It doesn't doesn't finish the verse where no. it come, That's yeah. See, we have a problem there. No fulfillment of prophecy, huh? And Mark three fifteen, Jesus gave the apostles power to cast out devils and to heal the sick. Where, what does the NIV say? And to have authority to drive out demons. So not to heal the sick. <clears throat> well, that would explain why we don't see a lot of people being healed. <laughs> so, <laughs> number seven, according to Mark seven sixteen, what does a man need to be able to hear? Ears, right? Apparently not, because it's not there. It's, it's not there. It's not even there. It's not even there. To him to have ears, let him hear. You can't hear it because it's not there. <laughs> it's not there. Uh, according to Luke seven twenty eight, what uh, what was John teacher prophet carpenter etc. and was his title or his last name? So we know that John was a prophet and his his last name wasn't a last name. He was a, he was a Baptist. He was John the Baptist. John the Baptist. John the Baptist. What does it say in uh, uh, NIV? I tell you, among those born of women, there is none greater than John. That's it. Well, it goes on, but that. Nothing okay. else about him. Right. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Not even a prophet. Uh, it wasn't John the Baptist. ESV says the same thing. Same, same thing. Okay. Almost yeah. identical. Okay. In Luke 9.55, what did the disciples not know? 
They didn't know what manner of spirit. Right? So what does it say in the NIV? I don't know what they don't know because it just says, but Jesus turned and rebuked them. Yeah. And they didn't say anything else. So it's so number 10, Luke 9, 56, the next verse. What did the Son of Man not come to do? According to this verse, what did he come to do? So he did not come to, he, he said he did not come to, not destroy, but to save. What does the NIV say? Then he and his disciples went to another village. That's it. They so, didn't say anything about, he didn't come to not destroy and to save. Same no. thing in ESV. Yeah, it's just, Those are important verses. Yeah, yeah they went like, to this another This is his purpose. <laughs> um, okay. And Luke 12, 14. How 22. many? Whatever. Four, uh, 22, <laughs> 14. How many apostles were with Jesus? There's 12. We all know there's 12. What does the NIV say? When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. Okay, so, so it didn't no give number. a number. The King James said 12. You're very specific. Yeah. Hey, you pay, that's not a big deal. Eh, everything's a big deal. Uh, according to Luke 23, 38, in what three languages was the superscription written? Oh, he's being crucified. It was written in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. What about the NIV? There was a written notice above him which read, this is the king of the Jews. So it didn't even say there was three different yeah, languages. It's yeah, important. Yeah. There's a reason why it's in the Bible, right? In Luke 24, 42, what did they give Jesus to eat with his fish? In the King James, it was, it was talking about his fish and the honeycomb. What does it say in the NIV? They gave him a piece of broiled fish. Yep. Yeah, they don't know the about same. the honeycomb. No, nothing. What about the honeycomb? Uh, John three thirteen is a very important verse proving the deity of Christ. According to this verse, as Jesus spoke, where is the Son of Man? In the King James, it talks about the Son of Man who is in heaven, which is a very interesting verse that he's talking to Nicodemus here, but he says he's in heaven. What about the NIV? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. That's it. And it doesn't say he's in heaven. That's what the King James says, he's in heaven. That's, in heaven. that's hard to imagine for them. So, what happened each year as told in John 5, 4? Well, in the King James, it talks about an angel uh, comes down and stirs the water at the pool. Uh, the, the pool. And uh, so, what does the NIV say? It's removed. It's, it's not removed. There. Now, this was a pagan practice, so maybe that's why they removed it. But this was, a, this was in the Bible, right? And it was for a purpose. In John 7, 50, what time of day did Nicodemus come to Jesus? We all know that he came at night. Nicodemus, who had gone to Jesus earlier and who was one of the, their own number, asked. That's it. It doesn't say anything yeah. about when he yes, came. He, he came secretly at night yeah. in the King James. So, okay, here's a good one. Acts 8. This is important right here. Acts 8, 37. What is one requirement for baptism? So, uh, who was on it? The Ethiopian eunuch is over there, and he's yeah. like, what must I do to be saved? And all, and it tells him the gospel, basically, and says, hey, there's there's water. What keeps me from being baptized? He says nothing except that thou believest with all thy heart. What does the e NIV and ESV say? Nothing. What do you mean? It's removed. Not it's there. Not, it's not, not there. That's an important verse. We'd like not to know, there. right? Apparently not too important. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is not good. What did Saul ask Jesus in Acts 9, 6? He asked what to do, right? What does it say in the NIV? Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. Okay, so what, I don't know what the King James says there. There must be something added there. I'm not sure. What does the ESV say? Same thing? Yeah, but rise and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. I'm not sure what the King James says. I, I put down what to do. Um, we read it earlier. I forget what it says. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> write the name of the man mentioned in Acts 15.34. It's Silas. 
Silas. Silas. Poor Larry. So Acts 1534 is It's not in the It's not even in there. Okay. We're almost done here. Let's skip down. Let's see here. Let's go to... Uh, copy Romans sixteen twenty four word for word from the NIV. I'm done. I'm done. It's gone. Yeah, uh, that, that's just the, the the that's how funny the the NIV is. It's just it's not there. Um, here's another one that's really important. First Timothy three sixteen. You look it oh, up yeah. in the King James. It's perhaps the greatest verse in the New Testament concerning the deity of Christ. In this verse, who was manifested in the flesh? It says God was manifested in the flesh. It is that clear. God was manifested in the flesh. That's speaking of Jesus, obviously. God was man in the flesh. What about the ASV and NIV? Beyond all question, the mystery from which true godliness springs is great. He appeared in the flesh, was vindicated by the Spirit, was seen by angels, was preached among the nations, was believed on in the world, was taken up in glory. That just says he, 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 he. he came in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. But this says God, and that's uh, a big, big difference and, uh, and very important. Um, okay, so let's go to here, First uh, John 5, 7. We all know we have to go here because this is the only place. This is in, the, in King James. Who are the three persons of the Trinity in First John 5, 7? Obviously, it's the Word, the Father, and the Holy Ghost. It's not going to be in there. No. No, it's gone. For there are three that testify. Right, that's it. Three that testify. Well, who's the three? Why are they taking out the, the, the Trinity here? Why are they taking out the, the Trinity? And the last... Revelation 1.11 is another very important verse that proves the deity of Christ. In the first part of the verse, Jesus says, I am the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. What does it say over there? Which said, write on a scroll what you see and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. That's it? That's it. Yeah. didn't say, I'm the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. No. That can be blasphemous, and that's that's terrible that it's not in there. And that is kind of the reason why we are using the King James on, on the show. And um, I understand every once in a while we might put up a different version if, if we find that it's relevant for what we're talking about, especially when uh, we're talking about Ephesians and we need to go to that version. <laughs> but uh, I, we're not trying to do this to offend anybody. Hopefully this is just, well, wet, W-H-E-T. What's your appetite? Right. Uh, to dig into this a little deeper because it is important, right? Yeah. And so these verses we use, those are just a sampling. There's oh, literally yeah. hundreds, hundreds missing. Right. Uh, if you have an NIV, you can just go find the verses, and it's just gone. It's just gone. Yeah. And 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 you make you can make excuses and say it's not a big deal, and that's your prerogative. Right. And uh, but these are important things that are missing. So uh, look it out, read some books, do some do some research on your own. And if you end up not wanting to read the King James, that's 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 just fine. That's that's up to you. Right. But that is why Chuck, Larry, I, and Sarah uh, are reading the King James and why we use it on this show. So I hope that helps. I know it could have been a boring episode. I'm sorry if it is, but uh, we wanted to ask Big Fan Brand his question. So thanks for the question, Brand. I uh, hope you listened all the way to the end, and we will talk to you guys next week. Hi, I'm Joshua Charleston, the producer for The Mike Charleston Show. If you enjoy listening to the show, please help us spread the word by liking, subscribing, sharing, leaving a review, or just tell a friend. If you're watching on YouTube, feel free to leave a comment down below. If you'd like to be a part of the show, please email us at talk at fellowshipofbelievers.org. We look forward to hearing from you. We hope you enjoyed listening to The Mike Charleston Show. The Mike Charleston Show. The Mike Charleston Show.